Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with author Daniel Beatty and illustrator Brian Collier about their new picture book, Knock Knock, My Dad's Dream for Me, which is being published in December by Little Brown, which is sponsoring this podcast. Knock Knock is the first children's book from Daniel Beatty, an actor, performer, and writer who has starred in a number of stage shows he himself wrote, including Through the Night and Emergency. Knock Knock, My Dad's Dream for Me, is derived from a poem Beatty wrote and performed in 2005 on the HBO series Deaf Poetry. Brian Collier is the artist behind dozens of picture books, including Martin's Big Words, Rosa, and Dave the Potter, all three of which received Caldecott honors. Daniel, Brian, uh, thanks for speaking with me. Thank Thank you. you. Uh, Daniel, let's start with you. Uh, I'm not sure my brief bio there was entirely sufficient. So for folks in the children's book world who don't know your previous work, uh, can you talk a little bit about your background in the arts? Uh, Do you consider yourself a writer, first and foremost, a performer? I consider myself a storyteller, uh, which includes both writing, performing, as well as uh, some education work, teaching other people how to either write and perform or use the tools of storytelling um, to shape narrative um, for individuals and community. Um, So uh, you did mention two of the plays that I'm most well known for. I have another work on the life of Paul Robeson that's also traveling around the country now. Um, And, you know, in addition to my work for uh, stage, I've been very excited to um, be entering the world of books with this children's book and another book that's coming out for adults, as well as some work I do for film and TV. So how did you come to write the poem that uh, eventually became Knock Knock? Knock Knock is actually based on my personal story. My father was my principal caregiver as a child. Uh, He would carry me on his shoulders to the grocery store and he changed my diapers when I was a little boy while my mother was off being a social worker. Uh, He would wake me up every morning with our Knock Knock game when he would knock on the door of my bedroom and I would pretend to be asleep till he got right next to the bed and then I would get up and jump into his arms and that was our little morning ritual. One day when I was three, he did not come to the door. Uh, He was a heroin addict and heroin dealer and was arrested. And while Knock Knock, My Dad's Dream for Me, the children's book, does not deal with the issues of incarceration or addiction, it does tell the story in a more open way of how a little boy is dealing with loss. Brian, to go to you for a minute, um, your your artist's note in this book uh, mentions that you had seen uh, Daniel's performance of his original Knock Knock and that it sort of connected you, uh, connected with you both as a son and with a father. Uh, could you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. I, um, I saw the, the actual performance on TV and then I later stumbled upon it on YouTube. And what resonated for me was the emotional drive in the uh, delivery and the performance and then I, I sort of dissected all the elements of 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 the story and, and Daniel's delivery spoke of of loss and of a, a lot of different emotional movements in in his um, in his monologue and the first thing that popped in my mind I said I know a million kids that can definitely connect to this as I am connecting. Like my father, personally, it didn't happen in my life, but it happened all around me. So I know that story. I know as a father what it would do to my children if I was not there, you know? So I related in so, 
so many different ways that were on the peripheral of what the actual performance that Daniel did. And I said, that's a book. So now, Daniel, what was the process that led this to actually become uh, a story for children? Was it an editor that reached out to you, having seen uh, your earlier work? Yes, um, we absolutely worked with uh, editor uh, Alvina Ling that uh, Brian has done lots of work with, I believe. Is that correct, Brian? Yes, uh, I've done what well, we did, uh, Dave the Potter, with okay. them and, and um, 50 Cents in a Dream. Yes, and so, you know, I worked closely with her. Um, I do work with children, but the actual task of, uh, you know, writing it from a child's voice, she was very helpful um, in encouraging me to really think from the mind of a child. And um, in some of my work as a playwright, I also inhabit the characters, so I play children um, as well as adults, as well as older people. So that was also helpful for me into really trying to get into the mind and the heart of this little boy so that as other uh, children children read the book, they um, are able to really find identification with the speaker in the book. As you mentioned before, and you know the content of the book, you know, differs in some ways from you know from the the, the, the earlier poem you had written. Um, how did you decide uh, what to keep and what to change? And was it your idea from the start that you wanted the book to sort of be able to be used more more broadly? Well, you know, for me. Um, we didn't have a real conversation because, you know, I was a small child about what it meant that my father was in prison and um, that he was incarcerated. And, you know, those are conversations that, you know, a three-year-old or a small child older than three, you know, may have some difficulty being able to process the real meaning of what that means. But what I think they can process is the feeling that somebody that I love is not here anymore and what does that say about me and what does that say about who I can be in the world and so um, I worked very closely with my editor to find a way of telling the story that would include as many children as possible because the reality is so many different types of children deal with loss for a myriad of reasons. Hmm. So for Brian, um, how did the uh, how did the art come together for you? I, I wondered if was there a certain entry point from which everything started to flow? For me, I, I see objects, when I do a book, I see single solitary objects and different uh, elements that could act as metaphors or symbols that can go throughout the text. And the first thing I saw were elephants marching. So when you look, when you open the spread, you'll see that playing itself out on the wallpaper. And that represents remembering mm -hmm. for me, you know. And um, the, the actual flight of of the boy making the paper airplane and throwing it out the window and then the next shots in the book were him actually taking that ride on that airplane ride in search of his dad you know mm -hmm. um, that was a fantasy as children do fantasy in the midst of a storm you know so he takes this ride and, and what the viewer sees they see upon these rooftops of this old, as he flies over the city, all these faces. That means this story is not an isolated story. It's, it's, it's a universal story of loss. So this kid is really not alone, but he's still searching in his pain, trying to find and make sense of his world. I mean, if you look at him writing, the, writing a letter to his father and behind him, there's a calendar where he has these red, He's marked these days out. These are the days that dad is not there. All those little things I sort of sprinkle into the text to help broaden and expand and hold anchor to this story, to, to 
take the viewer and the reader on a ride. You know, reader for the young reader as well as the adult reader. Because this boy grows up to be a successful man. Look at Daniel, successful man. But we still deal with, we still got to deal with that hole that's missing. So that's the thrust of the text for me, you know. Uh, how about for you, Daniel? What were your uh, reactions as you saw the art uh, come together? You know, I was deeply moved by how uh, Brian was able to display in his beautiful, beautiful illustrations the spirit of the poem. Um, as an artist, my purpose is this concept of transforming pain to power. Um, so no matter what it is that we experience in our lives, no matter the difficulty that comes, there is a way of being with that difficulty that uh, leads us to a place of power for ourselves and an empowerment for others. And so um, as this little boy allows himself to process the feelings of confusion and sadness of the loss of his father um, in the early illustrations and the searching, um, but then he grows up to be uh, this man with a family of his own doing wonderful things things in his community. Um, I was very, very moved um, the first time I saw the illustrations and and all those with whom I've shared early copies of the book have been as well, because it definitely underscores the message that uh, no matter what happens, including the loss of a parent, any child can grow up to have an extraordinary life. Brian, you, yes. you also talked in your afterword about uh, the use of color in the book and the way that it changed. I wonder if you could talk about that. It also sort of uh, kind of brings up another one of those uh, sort of symbolic recurring uh, motifs, which is the, the balloons that especially pop up in the, uh, the second half of the book. Absolutely. Well, in the very beginning, if you look at, um, I did a lot of stuff on the wallpaper of this boy's room. If you see a rainbow, you know, when he's anticipating and playing this game with his father and the moment that his father and he realizes his father's not coming back his rainbow falls that's his whole world he has a fallen rainbow in his in his heart and if you look outside in the very beginning of the books throughout the windows it's a blue sky but it's not quite as blue as it could be that is a, a reference to the emotional feeling of the day in this boy's life and as we go into his adulthood, look at that sky blue. It's a brilliant blue. It's popping in the, the balloons that are, uh, are of celebration of both a surprise party for him as, an, as a man and receiving that hat that his father, like his father, as a gift that his family's given him. And um, that's just pure celebration and brightness and, and full joy of this man's life and his family. And towards the very end, even the last shot, all those letters are falling from heaven. He still misses his father. And if you look at him, you can see his arm wrapped around his father. You can see through his father because the, the old man wearing that hat is really not there. It's a hologram. And it's about even though dad didn't come back, I'm, I'm still whole, you know. And that's what that's about. Even just as Daniel has said, even though we go through difficult times, we still can have a a bright and brilliant life. That that hope in the midst of all that storm, you know, can come can create something wonderful and bright. And that's what this book is is speaking into that kind of pain and that kind of joy, you know. And I use the art and light and symbols to 
illuminate that, to make it more pronounced, uh, mm-hmm. to convey the true storytelling that genius that Daniel is. So uh, I did wonder, will the will the two of you be uh, getting out there to talk to kids uh, about the book at all, uh, Daniel? I wondered. You mentioned you'd uh, worked with kids some in the past, but have you? Uh, do you think you'll be getting out there and talking to kids when it comes to this book? Absolutely. And, you know, we're in the process now of figuring out the when and the where. There's a there's an early event that's going to be happening um, in Harlem at the Schomburg Center that uh, Brian's already committed to attending. And I'm doing everything I can in my schedule to make the space. But uh, making sure that uh, we have time to interact with young people around the book and, and their families and, you know, be able to answer questions. Even, you know, for me to be able to, as a, as a child who did uh, have his parent uh, absent from his life, be a, a, a model in front of these young people of, of what you can grow up and your life be, all of those things are very important to me. And how about for you, Brian? So you'll be at least at this one uh, event, if not others? Oh, this one as well as many others. I, that's, I do that around the country mm-hmm. uh, with when a new book that I do comes out. We, I get on the road and run all through everywhere I can, you know, that schedule will permit. And um, I do school visits and um, as well as from, from the elementary school all the way through the college circuit. And and um, hopefully, we can, if Daniel's um, schedule will permit, we will um, get together because I want them to see him perform, you know, and we want to figure out a way that we can make all that kind of thing happen, mm-hmm. you know, um, to give them the full view and 3D effect of, of what we're really doing and, and what life really is, you know, so I'm excited about that. Great. And uh, Daniel, so after this first uh, taste of working in the children's book world, do you think uh, you have other stories in you, you know, either picture books or maybe something for older, older kids? Absolutely. I mean, uh, <laughs> Brian and I are already in discussions uh, with Little Brown about our second book, and I'm in the process now of uh, working on the text with, uh, with the editor. Um, and, you know, just uh, sort of a little sneak peek, the, this, you know, uh, Knock Knock is about how a child might process absence, and uh, this next book is about um, presence, you know, what the presence of a, a loving, uh, participating father uh, could mean for a little boy who's seen his father in his life and growing up, you know, admiring aspects of his father and imagining who he can be in the world. And what about um, projects that maybe are uh, on stage or elsewhere for you? Uh, I have this play on the life of Paul Robeson that um, is traveling at major theaters around the country. I just found out recently that it, um, it's going to be gracing the cover of American Theater Magazine. Excellent. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. And um, I'm working with an organization called Children's Institute Incorporated out of Los Angeles that's been helping uh, children and families heal trauma uh, for over 106 years. And I'm using um, many different works. Some of them will be the children's book, Knock Knock, and other techniques that I've created working with the children um, to really use the, the tools of imagination and storytelling um, to empower young people and their families and larger communities to, again, know this idea that no matter the pain that's happened, there's also um, great possibility uh, for power. And that book, Transforming Pain to Power, is also one that uh, Berkeley, a division of um, 
Penguin Random House is publishing March 6th. So there's a lot of things happening, uh, but they're all connected to the same root idea. Great. And uh, what about for you, Brian? Is there anything you're working on that you can uh, talk about? Oh, absolutely. I'm currently working on a book on a, uh, a, a musician out of New Orleans. His name is Trombone Shorty. And um, I'm doing his life. He grew up in the Treme section of New Orleans, and he writes an incredible uh, life story, a picture book. And um, I just think it's it's gonna. I'm excited about you know the gumbo and the music and 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 this area that he grew up in when all these great musicians came out of. So um, that's the project I'm working on. I'm having a lot of fun. Wonderful. Well, uh, congratulations to you both on this new book, and uh, thank you again for speaking with me. Thank Thank you. Uh, Once again, I've been talking with Daniel Beatty and Brian Collier, who have collaborated on the new picture book, Knock Knock, My Dad's Dream for Me, which is published by Little Brown. Thank you for listening to PW Kids Cast.